Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Burning Questions podcast, the show on Fantasy Football Scout, where we hope to answer all the hot topic questions in the FPL community. And we have a lot to cover today, I think it's fair to say. Um, FA Cup last night fully over, full FPL chaos and injuries, chip strategy, FA Cup draw. And I've already done this introduction once after we went live, but I haven't clicked the go live button on YouTube. So Andy's also heard me say all this one time but you can hear it again how are we doing andy good my friend uh yes this is the second time we went live um but good to see you my friend harry um good to see everybody from around the world let's do a shout at the end um and uh, we have a lot to cover including a disastrous pong situation yeah i am potting from uh sorry i am potting from Another location. So I'm in Hong Kong this week, and this is my hotel room. Excuse the background. And by the way, fun fact, Harry, this is the fifth country I've potted from this season for burning questions. So I did one. I obviously do most of it in Seoul. This today I'm in Hong Kong. Did one in Vietnam. Did one in the states, and then did one in Germany. So uh, not only do we have an international group of people tuning in week in and week out, we also are traveling the world. So I hope one day you will come to Seoul, Harry, and we'll be able to do a in-person live pod. Uh, but again, good to see you, everybody. Yeah, definitely. One day. Or in London, maybe. I feel like it's more likely you end up in London than it is me ending up in in Seoul. But you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, yeah. yeah. So today we're going to talk mainly about chips. And we're going to talk about Game Week 29, Game Week 34, Game Week 37, digesting it all what chip strategies there are, what suits, what teams, um, and everything like that. Before we do that, a very, very quick review of last week. I got 52. It was a small red arrow. Um, yeah, double Newcastle, doing double Newcastle things was basically my game week. And then, of course, Huang and Slanky were both my transfers in, both of which are currently yellow flagged as well. Great week. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I was, we were discussing your, sorry, I need to get back on track. We were discussing your team uh, before we came live and it's unfortunate the last two weeks, but I feel like you're in a very good position moving forward. So uh, I wouldn't worry too much about the last two scores, even though it's been eating me up for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's not been, yeah, it's not been great. You got your Ake vengeance after he didn't play in the, in the double. At least he came in with a six pointer for you this week. 
I mean, yeah, but, uh, you know, the team looks disastrous, to be honest. Like, I mean, it looks fine, but this is what FPL does to you. I thought the last two game weeks I was in a very good position, along with all the burning question, you know, viewers, because we we're all engaged, that we were supposed to move up the ranks the last two game weeks, and it just has not happened. And I feel like... I feel like time is running out, Harry. Time is running out. Even though we've got at least 10 plus game weeks left, um, it's getting tighter and and we need to make some moves uh, the next few game or rank moves the next few game weeks. So I, I don't feel great about my team. There's a couple of holes. Um, if Solanke's out uh, for game week 28, potentially a lot of wild cards would be flying, you know, and p potentially myself as well. So I think it's okay, but... Uh, it hasn't been fun the last two game weeks mm. for sure. Yeah, it's probably worth covering off the other two, which are Poro and Richarlison, who've both not been spotted in training for Spurs this week. Um, they posted a video on YouTube of them training outside and in the gym. And Richarlison is pictured at the training ground but he's not pictured taking part in any of it. Now, there will be a Spurs press conference tomorrow. So we should get, and Ange is very honest about these things. He's very good at giving us an update. So we should get, you know, an update on both of them um, and how things are going there. But yeah, as you say, your, your team looks, you, I mean, you said your team looks disastrous. I don't think it looks that bad, but what we get on Podra, Poro and Richarlison will likely like decide on how it looks because um, if they're fine I think your team looks fine if they're out then it creates more of an issue let me let me fill you out on an FPL secret here Harry the more you complain about your team the better luck you have so we are reverse jinxing everything right now I don't think my team is disastrous by the way <laughs> um, but before we move on again I think today's pod is going to be very interesting uh, I'm here to listen to you quite a bit and sort of supplement once again and i think a lot of managers might be overthinking all the chip strategies and all the you know what's the most optimal way to go and, and this and that but I, I i don't think it's that complicated is the first thing i'll say even before we get into the deep dive into the chip strategy i do think i need to mention my thoughts on huang and i still think harry it was not the worst decision in the world right in hindsight, we could have, you know, picked apart a few more things and maybe I shouldn't have been so one-sided with my argument last week, but it just didn't work out, right? So, I mean, he got uh, injured. There's nothing you can do in that situation. Like players have got injured crazy amounts this season. And if he wasn't injured, yes, we'd be yeah. slightly annoyed with a blank against Sheffield United, but he'd still be a good pick. Yeah, exactly. And it's like uh it's like a series of uh domino effect right like yeah. the fact that Huang got injured which it makes it easier to go from Huang to Sun this week but then now Solanke's injured so it's just like all the all these things are sort of a domino effect yeah but it is what it is I I mean I I think Huang this week against Newcastle might be even a better fixture than it was last week but now he's not even in the picture so it's unfortunate that's that's where I, when Zoff was part of the the view viewers last week in the chat, he did men mention a good point about counterattacking. And I think I should have thought about that a little bit more uh, because they really struggled to break down that, that defense uh, over the weekend. Yeah. yeah. Cool. But so, anyways, yeah. 
Let's first of all, very quickly, um, I'm sure you've seen it everywhere, but game week 29 has now been confirmed. We have six teams without a fixture in game week 29 and eight teams have a fixture. So four matches on, six matches off. Um, what The first thing to talk about here is that the teams that have got a game on are not teams that we are a lot of us are massively invested in and they're not teams that you massively want to be invested in either. Like there are a couple like Villa and Spurs that there's a little bit of investment in and maybe there's players we can buy there and we'll talk about some of those, but they're not desirable teams. Like there's not been a big upset where we get, I feel like every season, yes, it's a big blank, but there is a team that we can go big on and maybe that's Spurs this year. But just with the injury concerns, it feels like probably the worst blank I've I can remember in an FA Cup clash. Like I, it just looks awful. It just looks really yeah. awful this game with twenty nine. So we will talk through a couple of strategies, um, but yeah, it just look basically it just looks awful. When we get to it, whether you're going to free hit or whether you're not, you're going to be free hitting in players who don't look that great, or you're going to be buying players over the next weeks who also don't look that great. Is basically the roundup of it right yeah i think the way to sort of tackle this question of how to navigate 29 harry is mm. on let's look like for like right free hit 29 versus free hit 34 yeah and then obviously like we have to consider the things that go around the fixtures too like the players you bring in and this and that but yeah. if you look straight on paper from game week 30 uh Game week 29 free hit versus game week 34 free hit. Mm -hmm. It's not it's not that much of a difference. And we were no. breaking this down um, before because ideally you might think in your head, let's say in game week 34, you have doubles, right? Four doubles uh, at this moment in time. I think it's Crystal Palace, Man United, Newcastle, Sheffield. So you might consider that, oh, I'm going to have way more doubling players than the other, other non-free hitters in 34. But you look at some of the single game week fixtures. There's, I think, Arsenal, Man City. You're, you might have Holland. Uh, and we did this math, but there is probably like four or five singlers that you cannot get rid of in game week 34. You sprinkle your extra five to six double game double games, and you might think you have six extra fixtures against the field. But it's not like these non-free hitters aren't going to have these fixtures too, right? So. Essentially, you're getting maybe between two to four extra fixtures in 34. Does that make yeah. sense so far? Yeah. And then yeah. you look at 30 to 29, it is pretty similar. You're getting, you're gaining probably two to four extra fixtures, plus you're not taking a minus eight or a minus 12. So mm -hmm. I just think like for like, free hit 34 is not that appealing, um, for at least like this init initial thinking. Mm -hmm. If you look at the fixtures for 34, Crystal Palace, West Ham, Newcastle, Man United, Newcastle, Sheffield, Newcastle, Man United, Crystal Palace, Sheffield, Burnley, Man United. Out of these teams, Newcastle is the one you want to invest in. It's not like their defense is doing great. Plus, Newcastle have great fixtures from 30 all the way to 36. So I think a lot of players will anyways be loaded up on them. So you don't really have a competitive edge there, right? Yeah. So it's that's just, sort of what, what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's just worth caveating that those are the predicted doubles and we'll have a look at them later on. Um, but those are the teams predicted to right. double in game week 34 and they're not massively lucrative. So we're going to talk through those chip strategies that Andy just mentioned. Just before we do that, 
there's often questions of, oh, can you cover chip strategies if you've already used certain chips? So just to go through these very quickly, if you don't have your wild card, free hitting game week 29 feels like you just have to because if you buy loads of players for 29 and use your free hit elsewhere, you'll be left for the rest of the season with players in your team that you don't really want. So if you've got no wild card, just free hit 29. And if you've used your free hit, then just wild card, just dead end as best you can to 29 and wild card soon after. Um, those are the two big ones. I think it's quite self-explanatory. It's all around navigating 29 as best you can with the chips that you've got left. Yeah, so I just want to so bounce off this a little bit. Like, If you don't have a wall, wall card, I do agree. I think we need to remember that Game Week 37 has the potential of really sort of making and breaking your rank goal this season, like whatever wherever place you may be then. It's just such a great double game week where you want to be bench boosting no matter what, right? Mm-hmm. If you don't have a bench boost, you got to find a different way to compete against the majority that's going to bench boost in 37. Let's just keep that in mind, right? Like there's no guarantee 37 bench boost pays off, but the expectations are there, the percentage is there. And if it does pay off, you're potentially gaining 20 to 40 points, possibly more against the general field. So I keep putting in the back of my mind that I want to be wildcarding closer to 37. And if I'm not wildcarding close to 37 and I don't have a wildcard, I want to be building up for that game week 37. That That's yeah. that's my thinking, right? Yeah. And, you know, if you're a manager with no wildcard and you're focused on 37, it involves bringing in players from Arsenal, City, Liverpool, you know, maybe Chelsea, Palmer, which means you want to be fear hitting in 29, as you mentioned. And I don't think it's that tricky to navigate 34 either. So mm-hmm. uh, again, wildcard, if you've already used your wildcard, just focus on bringing good players from good teams as you build up for that big BB third or big 37. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah, as you say, 37 is the week that everyone is looking to target because it is predicted at the moment to be the biggest double. And the teams that you can target on that week could give you massive rank gains, which is why a lot of the chip strategies we'll look at are revolving around Bench Boost 37. There are a few people asking about a Bench Boost 34, which we can talk about. And it's probably not as, it's not getting any attention, but. Because the teams that have a single game week in game week 34 have a good fixture, you could play it in game week 34 and, you know, Mm. have add lots of doublers and then have your single game week players on your bench. It can definitely work. However, I do look like two of the teams currently predicted on this to double in 37 are Wolves and Bournemouth. So that would set you up pretty well. This would yeah. set you up pretty well. I don't know what you think. Like, have you looked at a thirty-four, a um, thirty-four bench boost? Oh, I haven't looked at a bench boost. I've only looked at the free hit. Um, yeah, I don't think I've considered a bench boost in thirty-four, which is probably my fault. I should have done that exercise. But uh, uh, again, you're. Uh-huh, go ahead. No, sorry, I was going to say I haven't massively either. But yeah, I was just interested to hear your thoughts. I just think the bench boost in 37 is not too bad. Uh, I, I think it's actually very viable. And I, again, maybe 
I didn't do the exercise to compare it, but why 37 bench boost is appealing is that forget about the top teams. It's not like you can have 12, 15 players from the top teams, right? We agree there. But Wolves have Crystal Palace Bournemouth, um, at least right now on the predictive yeah. fixture. Who else? Bournemouth have a decent, you know, double game week. Everton, not so much. But anyways, like there's these enabler sprinkler players that you can fill in so that you have an ultimate 15th, essentially. And I just think if you wildcard in 35, or even if you wildcard in 31, 32, 33, it is a while away. As you can see, the injuries mm -hmm. pile up this week. It, it, that, there is danger there. Um, I think you can navigate 37 bench booth quite easily, um, if you know what I mean. And people are asking in the chat, why sorry. not free hit 30, 30? Go ahead. No, sorry. They're just having a go at me in the chat. I was flicking around with something on Streamlabs, so I didn't listen to what you said. And I just replied, yeah, cool. And started talking about something else. That's because I was flicking around. It wasn't because I was, well, I wasn't paying attention, but that's, that's my bad. Anyway, go on. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. So I was saying uh, free hit 37 isn't as appealing because mm. it, it's like a, it's a percentages game, right? Like, what are the like what are the percentage of a free hit 37 paying off higher than a bench boost 37 i think the bench boost 37 has a higher likelihood of having a higher score than a free hit 37 because a lot of the players you you're going to free hit in 37 you're already going to have in the bench boost right yeah. i don't know if that makes sense yeah no no i agree I think what you're saying around a 37, like the free hit would be nice in 37. I'm not saying it's a bad strategy, but I agree. I, I probably prefer it in 30, in 34. I suppose the only thing on a free hit 29 is, is it allows you to be really reactive if there's an injury, if there's a leak, if there's going to be rotation. If you're free hitting 37, you do have that ability to be a bit more reactive. But yeah, yeah. I agree with you. I, I think, I think it's just set up nicely at the moment with how it's predicted that you can build a good bench boost squad. Yeah. In 39. Yeah. yeah? Okay. So yeah. what we've got on screen are the three most um, sort of spoken about chip strategies. The free hit 29 option, the wild card, the dead end into 29 and wild card in 30 or 31 option, and then the wild card this week. What you've got underneath is kind of the criteria that um what you need to fulfill in order to fall into each of them so if you've got a good team at the moment for 29 and you've got five six four five six good players already for 29 i think you fall into option two if your team is decimated for 29 which mine is you're probably falling into game with 21 and if you're not well set up for 29 and you don't like your team either and you don't have 28 cover, then that's when you'd consider wildcarding for me. Mm -hmm. In in terms of these three, I know it's kind of team dependent, but do you have any preference on like which is the strongest if you could yeah. if you had if you had the choice now and your team was set well set up enough for whichever strategy you choose, which would you prefer? Yeah, so I think we go back to like 10, 15 minutes ago when we first began the chip discussion is that first of all, if you look at free hit 29 versus 34, like for like, I prefer yeah. the free hit 29. And it might sound surprising, but 
I really think the free hit 29 is more appealing than the free hit 34 is the first thing I'll say, right? And then you look at my team. I know it's like a number you threw out there if you have four to five good picks for 29. Like you can get to nine players with a minus eight most likely, right? Because even if you have two, let's yeah. say you have, let's say you have five players, right? And you bring in Sun, Sun and you bring in another player next week. I can, I don't know, like a Morris. Uh, that's seven. I mean, this is dependent on Poro plus Richarlison, my team being fit. And then let's say you take a minus eight, you can get to nine. Some people might have a better route right now. For example, they brought in Louise or mm -hmm. Bowman last week and they could get to 10 with a minus eight. So like, it's all there, right? So yeah, you could get away with that. And then you wildcard out of it in 30 or 31. But I, I kind of urge you to try making a wildcard in 30 and 31. Like, you know, I, I, I did one. It's like, you're going to have three arsenal. The advantage here is you can potentially get back Salah easily. So you get Salah and Holland. That's five players. Yeah. You get two Chelsea, maybe Palmer and Colwell. You can load up on Newcastle, which solves your 34 dilemma, right? Because again, 34's main double fixture uh, star is the Newcastle one. And then you get maybe Solanke, which we already have. And then potentially a, a Darwin again, right? So it's like, it's it's not that different from what where I'm at right now, and I feel like I can sort of get get to that wildcard 30, 31 team anyways. Mm -hmm. So the wildcard 30, 31, if you actually do the exercise, isn't that like super unique, you know? Um, so I still keep leaning on the fact that I don't want to take too many hits right now for Luton mm -hmm. and Bournemouth players. I just want to try to bring in Sun, bring in maybe one or two players for a hit next week do really well in 29 hopefully because you just never know right even though these fixtures on paper don't look great you might have a one player do a hat trick for example right so like hope it goes well in 29 and then i think I, i'll be fine competing against the rest from 30 to 34 and then i'm gonna go for it in 35 to 38 mm -hmm. so that's kind of like where i'm leaning harry and also i think this is what you discussed with me last week and i kind of want to commit to a strategy and this week we don't need to commit we still have time to alter our decision next week i still believe that but i really like the idea of getting through 29 i'm sorry for rambling with a free hit it just makes life easier um, to say the least yeah no no I, I agree with you and it is worth caveating that i think me definitely i'm in a position where i plan on free hitting 29 so my opinions and i think yours the same like it might come across like we're a little bit biased, but that's because I've gone through the process with my team. The only thing is, is like, I look at the benefit of the wildcard 30 or 31 is Salah and Son. Yes. Can yes. I get to both of them easily enough? That's the question. Because my plan originally was to go Richarlison and not go Son. Because if Son's going to be playing on the left, Richarlison's going to be in the middle, Richarlison's fine. That's the only thing that now, if I think I want Sun, I'm wondering if that makes my life as a free hit 29er more difficult because Sun Salah is hard. That is a very good point you made because uh, it is very borderline to have Sun Salah plus Holland. If yeah. you have exceptional value, it is easy. I think you can do it. You have good value. 
But for people with iffy value, it is very difficult to get those three in, in a wildcard 30. So that's the that's the part we're going to be having trouble with, I think, for the non-wildcarders. Uh, because we're going to bring in Sun. We're going to already have Holland. How do you get Salah in, in game week 30? There is potential to get Salah because we're, we most likely will not have walk-ins from 30 to 31. That sounds crazy, I know. But they are bottom of the fixture ticker from... 30 to the rest of the season so it's not impossible but you know you're going to be making sacrifices in order to fund those three so yeah that's that's the tough part I, that is a good point you made there yeah like I look at my team that's what I was just doing and it's effectively so I just did like the next couple of transfers I plan and I'm two million short like yeah I'm because but that two million in my mind was Richarlison over Son. Like that was the way I'd save that two million. And if I can't yeah. do that this week, then like you say, like it's Watkins. Like I'm not going to want to sell Palmer. I can't because that doesn't free up the money. I'm not selling Saka. Like I could sell Trippier, but yeah. I would have to like, what is that? It's a, I suppose like a f- 4 million. Oh, it did the thing again. Um, it did like the 4 million, <laughs> <laughs> 4 million defender so that is maybe another benefit to option two yeah is is injuries and it feels like we are constantly fighting injuries at the moment and i suppose if richarlison is back in 30 and playing up front that's another advantage of wildcard then because you could switch from son to richarlison whereas we have to make the decision this week yeah, I mean, let's simplify it, right? Like, uh, as I'm discussing it with you, it's like I'm getting ideas in my head and um, try making a wildcard 30 draft with as many premiums as you possibly can. Yeah. And honestly, I couldn't get to those three. Maybe that's why I have a little bit of bias, but um, I'd be making some grand sacrifices. Like, I don't know if I can get three Arsenal, right? Stuff like that. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there you go. Yeah. I do think the injuries have made, like, wildcard 30-31 slightly better. Mm -hmm. Particularly that Richarlison. Richarlison is not out. He is a doubt at the moment. Um, Yeah. Just hasn't been pictured in training. I'd be interested to know, people in the chat, what their plan is. Because I currently fall into option one. And I'm pretty certain that that's the way I'm going to go. I suppose, have you decided, and I don't know if this is too early to talk about our ones, but you, you suppose you've got yeah. a Porro Richarlison, which might swing you one way or another? Yeah, I mean, so for for example, uh, I, w- I want to hone in the point that once you commit to a strategy, yeah. you try to stick to it, right? You, I think you need to try to stick to it. But you don't have to commit this week is the point I'm trying to make, right? Like, we still have, like, it's so funny. We're always like, hey, wait till end of game week 27 and we'll get, we'll get all the news we need or, or before game week 27. But again, by next week, we'll have a better picture of Richarlison's deal, hopefully by Poro's deal, mm-hmm. hopefully about Solanke. And, you know, if those, for example, those three guys are out in my team, then it'll force my hand to potentially even wildcard in 28, right? Yeah. Which I really don't like. But um, 
it's not the end of the world to just pivot a little bit and wildcard in 31 if I, 30 if I have to. But for now, I'm hoping all of them are fit so that I can really make the the lethal jump from 35 to 38. That's that's where I'm really looking to make the mm. gains. Yeah. Yeah. The injury news on those two will be like so important for your team. Like I just look at it and think you just can't, there's like no point. And you, you like your transfers don't actually change very much whether... No. Like, because you'll decide next week, I think we spoke about before the stream, like you'll buy Son this week yeah. and you'll buy Son regardless this week. Whether the others are fit, whether the others are out, like you're buying Son this week and it's actually similar probably for me. I'll buy probably yeah. Son this week or Richarlison if he's available. So I can push the decision one week later. Um but yeah, if those injuries are out, and the other one to mention, of course, is Solanke, that would yeah, change, yeah. I think, both of our plans a little bit drastically. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, just, just uh, I don't want to speak too much on Korean players anymore because it's been bad <laughs> juju. And by the way, guys, uh, I really appreciate uh, nobody DMing me and saying <laughs> like bad things about Huang. Uh, and if anything, people are joking with me. So uh, I find that very... Very heartwarming, to say the least. Um, a little bit about Sun um, is that there was a big issue after the Asian Cup. I don't know if people know this, but uh, basically we got knocked out in the semifinals. And one of our star players is Lee Kang-in. And Kang-in Lee and Sun got into a big scruffle right before that game. And it's like one of the biggest news news issues in Korea for the last few weeks. Uh, and yeah, I think it's been mentally taking a toll on Sun a little bit. So hopefully, I mean, they figured it out and hopefully they're out of that sort of bad juju, but there was a little bit of that just to, just to, you know, it's not going to affect your FPL decisions, but uh, he's, he's been, he's been mentally struggling the last few weeks. Um, and I think Huang too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We haven't heard that here. Um, but there is a lot of talk, like people saying, oh, I think Son's had zero shots yeah. and zero XG, like 0.00 over the past two games um, Yeah, playing out wide, which is why the Richarlison news is such a big factor for him. Yeah, 0 XG. I mean, he only came on as a sub against Brighton, right? So, um, but didn't have a single shot in the 28 minutes he played there, not a single shot against Wolves as well, right? So, I mean, that might be part of it. And that might be more of it than the positioning because he did well earlier on in the season playing on the wing. It's quite. not quite as like, we'd rather him up front. He's definitely better up front. Um, yeah. But yeah, that's interesting to know. Yeah. I, I no, So as someone that closely follows him, I mean, I'm not a stalker, right? I just see what you guys see too, but just a little more interest. And um, usually I have a gut feeling about like how he's playing the form and, uh, maybe this is his turnaround, but I don't feel great about it right now. There's mm -hmm. there's that that issue in the Korean national squad is a lot bigger than uh, I think the English press realizes. And yeah. um, as a captain of the national team, uh, there's a post on his Instagram too where he's saying like, "Oh, please forgive Kang In," and yeah, it was like a big big issue, uh, like like almost like the 2006 or 2010 French team in the world cup it was sort of like that right so okay. uh there there is that lingering um just just a little bit of doubt uh, about 
you know, his mental state. But it wouldn't, yeah, as um, Tanky said, it, he looks good in training, but I suppose yeah. tr- they don't post training videos of someone not looking good. Like, um, but it doesn't, that, that's, an, that's enough to take as a note, but I suppose it doesn't impact your thinking to buy no, him this week. No. no, no, no. I mean, like we, we know Son, right? He, he, it, this is what he does. He's like a streaky player. Um, mm-hmm. even though I don't like to say it, he is a streaky player. And it's just that you, you have to be aware of that haul coming at any point in time. Like that's, that's what he does. And, yeah. um, by haul, I mean, two goals plus. So, uh, this could be the week he comes back and especially if he's playing up top, more chances to him. Right. Yeah. So I suppose if he's playing up top, great. But if he is still on the wing, so let's say Richarlison mm-hmm. ends up being okay. Palace have moved to a back five as well. Clean sheet yeah. last weekend. Okay, it was against Burnley. Like, I suppose my thought is we didn't, we maybe didn't do enough with Huang to look at the opponents they were playing. Exactly, last week. exactly. Should we yeah. be doing more to look at that new Palace team? Thinking they're going to go away from home. They're playing a back five. Should we be thinking about that? I suppose the thing is, is, Son does feel like a good long-term buy, but should we be considering that this week as well? I think so, man. Like, do you think uh, do you think Palace is going to sit back? Yeah, yeah. If so, it was not, at, not ideal. If it was at mm. Palace, it's kind of one of those games. I prefer it to be away for Spurs. Yeah, just like away at Sheffield United. Yeah is actually a better game than at home to Sheffield United at the moment. Like you look at their goals conceded when they're at home. It's where they've got most of their big losses. And I feel yeah, it's the I same. Think, I mean, you make a great point, Harry, because uh, uh, again, uh, like <laughs> this is super surprising, but one of Huang's best teams that he plays against is Newcastle. I think he has five goals in mm. his career versus Newcastle, which is pretty impressive, right? And Sun, for example, is a Man City killer. And it's it's like, if Sun's playing Man City, I want him in my team. Because you know they're going to find him on the counter. Yeah. Uh, but these these like teams that really sit back, it's just like, if you get lucky, he gets goals. If he doesn't, it could be a very quiet 0-0-1-0 type of game. And we do have to keep those expectations in mind. But regardless, like... Again, we're bringing him for the long run. If you're free hitting in 29, or if you're not free hitting 29, it doesn't matter. Like you just have Sun in your team, and he's a hold for for the rest of the season. Yeah, no, I, I really like him, but yeah, I just think maybe you know, my dad had a Palace and a Wolves defender in his team this week, and <laughs> got two clean sheets out of them. And I was there <laughs> struggling away with my future planning, and he was like. Oh, they looked all right with their new manager. I'll buy Mitchell now playing at wing back, and I'm there like, ah, oh dear. Um, so yeah, Palace have looked better, but it has been Everton and uh, and Burnley. We don't plug enough. If you guys could just like the stream, there are 600 of you listening to us ramble and only 78 Amazing. likes. If you could, that would be that would be fantastic. So to try and rein it back in a little bit to FPL chat. So those are the three strategies. But part of the reason people are not hating on, but saying that the free hit 29 strategy isn't great is because of what the free hit 29 draft looks like. 
Yeah. So I've put a draft up on screen. It was a very quick one. Don't mo- the captaincy is on Morris just because that's where it auto set it to. Um, but it doesn't look great. Now, I think we've spoken about it enough that the benefit to a free hit 29 is not in 29 as much. It allows you to do it around it. Plus, it allows you to put out maybe a better team, a couple of extra players and not take the hits around it. But yeah. the team itself is, it's not great, is it? It's not great. It's not great. Uh, would you agree the the three, up front three is pretty much Tony Morris Watkins locked for a free hit 29? Well, yes. I suppose the other ones that you consider would be West Ham. They don't have a striker. Spurs, mm-hmm. they don't have a striker. Yeah. So, you know, you could up go Awanyi. Awanyi yeah. is the only other one that you could potentially consider. But Watkins is a lock. Tony yeah. plays Burnley. And then Morris is at home. So you'd probably take Morris over Awanyi because Morris is also on penalties. So the front three feels like a lock. But Set. you also... Yeah. I'm not going to gain there against non-free hitters. Correct, correct. Most people will bring in Morris. Most people have walk-ins. Maybe you gain with Tony. I don't think everyone's going to have Tony. Mm. Okay. And then you look at the midfield. You've got Richarlison, Bowen, Madison, Son. Some other options I've thought about was Bowen. Uh, sorry, Bowen's already there. Barkley. Yeah. Barkley, maybe that's it. That's not yeah, like... Good. Yeah, a Villa mid away at West Ham. Villa mid, yeah, like Douglas Louise, a Leon Bailey. Um, Mm. yeah, Kaminsky clean sheet locked, Doty clean sheet plus goal locked. You know, Regulon, (laughs) you know, probably an assist there and a clean sheet. Emerson, maybe that's the missing hole. So, defense looks good, man. Defense looks good. I mean, we're taking such biased takes, but it yeah, it's not a great good, looking though. free hit. It's yeah. not a great looking free hit. I agree. But again, we go back to sort of two things. First of all, compare free hit 30, 29 to free hit 34. And I know that's not a great comparison. I understand that, guys, because it's not like a triple captaincy where you, where you, you know, comparing one TC to another TC because there's the surrounding stuff too. But first, first of all, again, free hit 29 versus free hit 34. I still prefer the free hit 29. Mm-hmm. And then what, again, team dependent, but what you can do around it with the big potential push in the last four or five game weeks is where, where the appeal really comes for me. Plus, I don't want to be taking minus eights to bring in Luton and, and Bournemouth yeah. players. Mm-hmm. Because if you're complaining about double game weeks not being great, like, I'd rather take a chance on Game Week 37 being a big one than Game Week 28 being a big one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah. I just, I just, I think it makes, I think we're overthinking it in some ways. Uh, if, if you're trying to find reasons not to free hit in 29, I'm not saying this is the best way to go. Um, I just like it for, for my situation. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I, the thing is, when that Game Week comes around and people who are not free hitting have got nine players out and you're free hitting to get 11. It won't feel that good, but you just have mm-hmm. to keep telling yourself that the benefit is not just in that week. The benefit yeah. is not just in that week. And lots of people saying, Harry, why have you got triple Luton on your free hit? <laughs> you've got you to gotta ignore my Luton bias. Um, Kaminsky and Doughty were going nowhere. They're already in my team, uh, so they were going nowhere. But Morris captain, you could go Forrest, like Gibbs White potentially, but his returns have not been 
like that great. It's just it being at Luton meant that I favoured yeah. favoured that, but it's pretty close. Yeah. Cool. The nice. real final thing to go through is a wildcard draft. Um, just to have a look of what it would look like this week. Um, the thing is, still with wildcarding now, is you're still guessing on the next round of FA Cup results. So for those of you unaware, the simplest way to put it is the teams who now blank in game week 29 are the ones who are going to have a double at some point. And if they lose in their 29 FA Cup game, it will go into 34. And if they win in their 29 Cup game, it should go into 37 because they then can't double in game week 34. Um, so that's basically why there are certain picks here. Like that's why Gordon is in here because he's predicted to double in 34. It has triple Bournemouth. It's got all the money left in the bank to do Tavernier up to Salah. But it, this was made before the Richarlison news, right? So it does have Richarlison in there. Like it's fine. I don't think it's that exciting. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I don't have the visual. Uh, my my phone. Died oh, there, I'll so read I'm it out. To... I should read it out for the people uh-huh, listening uh-huh. as well. Johnston in goal, Palace looking better, and then I've gone Petrovic just because Chelsea's fixtures are good, predicted to have a lot of doubles, and I'm pretty certain that he's Chelsea's number one now. Sanchez was pretty suspect again last night. Saliba, Gabriel with Mitchell, Branthwaite, and Zabani. This has Richarlison in. Then Saka, Gordon Palmer, Tavernier, Harlem, Watkins, Solanke. And as I say, there is money in the bank to do Tavernier to Salah in game week 30. I see. So this is a wild card this week, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think it looks good, man, because uh, I like you the fact that you have Gordon and Palmer in place. Mm-hmm. Um, Brent, Brentworth is a good fifth mid uh, defender. Everton do have good fixtures from 30 to 38. So yeah, Crystal so, Palace too, you've got him covered for the double 34. Yeah, mm-hmm. it looks good. Sorry, this would be a free hit 29. I, I think building a, oh, okay. building a wild card this week to not free hit in 29 is so hard. And I think it, mm-hmm. it really damages your team long-term. Yeah, yeah. Personally. Because... Yeah. What are you going to own on? If you were wildcarding this week, and maybe this is a good exercise, and you weren't going to free hit in 29, you'd probably have to have at least two Luton players. You'd have double Villa, triple Spurs, a West Ham. And then from 30, you're going to need to sell them all. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I just think... Uh, 31, if anything, 31 is way better than Game Week 28, mm-hmm. regardless of Game Week 27 wildcard. So, mm. yeah. So, if you're wildcarding now, I just think the free hit needs to be played in 29, is, is where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we're, we've are we been too one sided here, Harry? I feel kind of, uh, no, well, a what guilt, I, guilty about it. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I actually, if you are in the position, that you can not free hit in 29 and wildcard 30-31 and your team is set up well enough for it, I think it's the best strategy. Okay. But that is only the best strategy if you can get to 9, 10, 11 players out without any hits. 
which with the games on is so few people, which is why for so many of us, that strategy one was the best option for me. Yeah. But if you can do option two, I think it's better. I do think it's better, but it just doesn't work for so many people. Um, Mo has just asked why 31 over 30, just because two of the teams you'll probably want triple up from for the rest of the season are Arsenal City and they play each other in 30. Mm. So. Yeah, I'm interested to know um, that what the chat, like what, what you guys are thinking, like where, where most people are. Um, on Twitter, at least, it looks like a mixed bag of yeah, it does. You know, strategies, but surprise, not not as many people, at least upon first glance, is into the free hit twenty nine. Not sure why, but it's pretty. Yeah, I'm, split. I'm interested to know, mm-hmm. which is nice. I feel like which it's good nice, yeah. that, like last year, yeah, there are people. You know, we all wildcarded this week last year because there were so many cup upsets. Yeah. I feel like everything I look at, there's a different chip strategy. And yeah, I really like that. Good. Yeah, I like yeah, that there's three options people are going down. Um, I'm I think telling it's good you, for everybody, everybody in this chat and everybody on FPL Twitter are... a. It's, it's a small percentage, right? I mean, granted, like, there's a lot of dead teams now, right? And more more engaged managers that are really into it. But yeah. uh, I think the fact that the strong teams went through is actually creating more op- options, right? So more carnage, essentially. For sure. So if, mm-hmm. if the good teams went out, we'd be looking at so many single game weeks with very few doubles. Carnage is good for doubles. Yeah, so in theory, yeah. if you're able to be flexible and to navigate them, the Carnage is good. Yeah. So like to bring it all back, you and I today sort of, because I think we have a little bit of bias regarding our own team. So maybe we're pushing the free hit 29 a bit, but I would like to just put out there I hate this word team dependent, but um, there's no right answer here, really. Like you, you could. I think the the wild card, the non-free hitters in 29 could do way better because you you'll gain. You know, you'll gain in the the weeks that we'll struggle in, and there's no guarantee that game week 37 ends up the way I I'm imagining. And a late wild card is always dangerous in the sense that. You, you might be missing a lot of points leading up to it, right? So um, so I, I just want to put it out there. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of carnage. There's a lot of opportunities to go in different directions. I think FBL Harry, YouTube, YouTube, you had a good video today of a good summary, 10, 15-minute good short summary of what we've been discussing. We use that to give our thoughts and discuss. You know, we've got FPL Wire coming up soon, so I'm sure Pros has some great stuff too. Like, just feed all the information, do yeah. your FPL.team research, um, and then I think you commit by next week of which direction you want to go. Yeah. We also have the Planet FPL podcast. It might be out. That's my yeah. afternoon yeah. sorted. That is 
what I'll be doing (laughs) as soon as that comes out. Uh, That with FPL.team up in front of me will be my afternoon um, sorted. Sorry, a few people in the chat asking about they've already used their free hit. If you've used certain chips, this is the graphic we have. Um, Basically, it's just whatever the best way to navigate 29 is with the chip that you do have. Uh, Yeah. Cool. I think that I know we said we'd get FPL.team up, but I feel like we've covered it all. I wonder if we just look at our teams and just put this into practice a little bit. So talk through our, yeah, talk through our teams in a little bit more detail Mm -hmm. and explain why, what would make us make certain decisions. I think your team is much more interesting than mine. I think so. I think so. Because I think yours is a lot more straightforward. And the guys, the reason why is Harry has two Newcastle players in place. Newcastle have great fixtures from 30 to 36. They don't have a do- double in 37 right now, but they're likely to have a very decent double in 34. So um, that's why your team is a little bit different from mine. I don't have any Newcastle, right? Yeah, so and I and I that... don't have either Poro or Richarlison. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I I and I have virtually no um, players in 29. I have. A goalkeeper, two defenders, and a striker. So yeah, I mean, go on. I'm in the. I'm the same man. I'm the same. I have uh, at least right now. I think I have four, maybe five players: the Poro, Richarlison, Watkins, One, two, Ariola. Yeah, you have five. Who's if the Sp- the Sp- Taylor, if the Spurs Taylor, players. Right, right are okay yeah so let's say best case scenario all five are fit yep um i bring in sun this week so that's six yep hope you're following me guys and then i bring in morris next week or whoever else that's seven okay you'd you'd probably buy a second luton i'd probably take a hit maybe a potential i'd probably take a minus four or minus eight next week or minus four minus four and then get to nine players so in the end to get to nine players i will take a minus eight um which is not the end of the world which is still a you know small percentage i do that but that's my situation hence it's a borderline decision uh, but i do see the benefit of being able to navigate 34 with ease i think you know i lightly say that but navigate 34 well and then really attack 35 36 37 yeah. and 38 so that's why i i feel like uh i like this strategy um and you you're the one that really talked me into it last week so mm-hmm. i kind of and sticking with it for now um i could also go minus eight get nine players out hope these fixtures are low scoring one one type of games without the players scoring and then I'll have an advantage going into 30-31 with a wild card. So that's the other, the the benefit of going that way. So what, so let's say, I mean, if, if I suppose there's three scenarios that you've got. You've got Poro and Richarlison are fine. You've got, okay. they're out short term, but we'll be back for 30, for 29. And you've got, they'll be out for 29. I think the last scenario is very, very unlikely. But I suppose 
I'm trying to like get out what the percentage chances are that you'd not free hit 29. If they were out long term, would you consider the wild card this next week or this week? Uh, not this week. Um, I would probably do the wild card next week then. If so, let's say Solanke's out, Richarlison's out. Hmm. If all three of them are, are out, it's going to force my hand to wild yeah, card yeah. next week. If let's say Richarlison comes back in two weeks. Uh, by 30 and by 29 and Poro as well and Solanke's out for the double that's also a question mark right because um, I, I guess it's not a question mark because all, everybody will be missing Solanke for 28 but yeah let's say one of them is out then potential wildcard but unlikely mm-hmm. but I would say between if two or three of those guys are out then then it might force my hand yeah how about yeah. how about yourself I mean, I'm pretty set on a free hit 29. Like, I could get to a team in 29 without the free hit with with nine players still being on a minus eight. Like, I have four players and I have three free transfers. So yeah. that's seven. So if I wanted anything more than seven, it's hits. Yeah, exactly. So, like, it just doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. The only... So I think the dead ending into 29 strategy, it feels on very unlikely for me. It feels very unlikely for me. Um, yeah. What could force me to a wild card? Again, I don't think, unless I get more injuries, but if, you know, if Solanke's also out, like I just sell him next week. Yeah. Uh, so of course, if I got more injuries, fine. But my plan, so my plan this week is to do Trent out and Huang out for a minus four to bring in a Bournemouth defender and Son. I will probably go Zabanyi over going with Senesi. Just the yellow cards is not worth it. If you're if you're dead ending into twenty nine and wildcarding thirty thirty one, the risk on Senesi is probably worth it. Yeah, but. You've got to get to game week. So game week 30, no, sorry. Match 32 is the cutoff for the 10 yellows. Mm. They have to have played 32. So it's including their 32nd game, which is game week 33. And I don't trust Sanessi that far. So yeah. I'd probably go Zabanyi um, and Son. So he's two two yellow cards away from two, two game yeah. match? Yeah. Okay, okay. That's risky. So, so is Gordon. Oh, Gordon too. Damn. Yeah. But I feel like it's so, easier I, I, for an attacker to avoid them. Yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, that's the plan. That's the plan. Iffy. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 like, it sounds like we're rambling today, Eric, but I, I, I hope this discussion helps um, yeah. for people. Like, I'm just kind of, kind of going with the flow here, and I feel like it's really putting everything into perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, Again, if you, it's not wrong to free not free hit in twenty nine. But let's say you don't free hit in twenty nine. The big big thing that you gain is a you have to you're forced you're forced to wild card in 30, 31, right? Mm-hmm. And the big advantage you will have is if you can somehow, first of all, try to bring in 
in a in a sample draft. Um, oh man, I'm struggling with words here. Sun, Sala, and Holland. That's your advantage, right? Mm-hmm. And Sala has Brighton 30, Sheffield 31, Man United 32, and Crystal Palace 33. But the rest, you know, besides maybe two or three filler players, are players that we can all in due time get to without a wild card. Is the mm-hmm. point I want to make. And yeah. and for example, if Salah is not fit and available for 30 to 33, I don't see the big advantage of a wild card 30. I, I mean, da- dangerously speaking here, and yeah, let's get to that point in time. But the the benefit, the real benefit of wild card 30, as you say is if you want Haaland, Salasson, which most mm. people will, and we are expecting them all to be fit. If you want all three of them, the hits that they'll be taking pre-game week 29, I'll be taking to get after. those, I'll be getting to free up the money to, afterwards. So you have to be pre-planning to get yeah. to those three if yes. you're not wildcarding. Yeah. Correct. Interesting, interesting. Correct. I think... Let's do some. Let's do some questions. Um, we've only okay. been going just an hour, and I know there's lots of different permutations depending on how people um, are thinking and how their teams are set up. So we'll do a little bit of of questions, and we'll discuss a few things. So um, Stephen's asking if he is going to dead end into game week 29. In game week 28, Manchester City go away to Liverpool. Would I consider selling? Haaland that week to potentially buy someone like Morris Haaland to Morris in 28 for his Dublin 28 and then fixture in game week 29 I I probably would I think it would be popular actually for the people who free hit that week for who don't free hit in 29 who does uh, City play in 30 Arsenal, Arsenal. yeah just uh... I know it's just one game week but um at this point in the season, I don't know where, where Stevens ranked, right? There's always that risk, right? So I will say that. But it, it, I think it is a, it is a bet that's, that makes sense taking, a gamble yeah. worth taking. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I suppose you've got, if you exclude 30 and you just look at 28 and 29, Haaland away at Liverpool or Morris away at Palace, away at Bournemouth at home to Forest, surely... Surely it can't go too horribly wrong. Yeah, maybe. Surely, <laughs> surely not. Uh, I, I, I have an interesting question for you, Harry. Um, let's challenge you here. So, one of my favorite pods is FML FPL. Shout out to those boys. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it was one of the comments either this week or previous week, um, where one of the comments was like, "I like Walsh's approach of just having Holland in his team." like pretty much the entire season, but not captaining him and having like a hedge, right? What do you think about this this strategy? It was like such an interesting comment I read. Um, I know, super random question. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't hate it, but I would just captain the player you expect to score the most amount of points. Now, if that's the way you want to play and you predict that Haaland will have a good season, but not a great season, which... From an FPL point of view, he's been good, but not as good as last year. Then then it's fine. It depends how well his other captains have done. But if you look at like Son, Salah, Watkins, they've been pretty good. So you probably could have done it. 
But that's yeah. if Haaland had been as good as he was last year, it would have gone horribly. Dangerous road. Yeah. 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 yeah we're just like looking for new ideas, right? And um, I thought it was a interesting meta strategy. Yeah. I really like hearing about these mini leagues where people say, uh, we want to play, but you can't pick Haaland or things like that. I think it's quite fun. I mean, I wouldn't do it, of course, yeah. but if you just play in a mini league, I think that's quite, I think it's quite fun. Um, Dan is asking, he has Pau Torres, who's currently yellow flagged, but we'll see. Apparently, they're expecting him to be okay, but we got a press conference tomorrow. Konza, Poro, Richarlison, Slanky. What should I do? I mean, Konza's back in full training, but or back in training, but you could be without Pau, Konza, Poro, Richarlison, and Slanky all this week. That's rough. <laughs> like you, pro- I'd, I, at that point, if you've also got like a Charlie Taylor, then you've got to consider a wild card this week if they're all out. Yeah. If they're all out, six is a lot. Six is a lot. Six is a lot. Plus, yeah, you might have a you know a Taylor as your seven, and then you really feel like you're on bare bones. But then Taylor at home to Bournemouth, if Slanky's out, like it could be. I mean. They're not great defensively, but yeah. Let's see any other questions? Um, I suppose the the big one is how many players. So this is from Goldhead. We'll do the last one. How many players would you need to justify no free hit in twenty nine before taking any hit? I uh, say that again. Sorry. So how many players would you need in twenty nine before hit? Uh-huh not to play the free hit. I mean if you have uh if you have nine, I would I would say definitely don't free hit, right? But before hits, hits or after hits? Before hits. Before hits. Right? Like nine, you can take two hits, mm. get eleven in. That's what I mean. We, you and I are at that six to seven range before hits. Which is yeah. the iffy part, right? So I think nine for sure. Maybe if you have eight, it's like, for me, that's where seven to eight is the really borderline. But eight, I would lean towards potentially saving. Um, but I'm, I, I'm maybe, a little bit lower. Is, oh, really? Okay. Okay. It kind of depends who they are. Because okay. if, if you had a front seven, I think the defense is not good on a free hit 29. So if you put out okay. a front seven... Or a front six, and you had double Spurs attack. You had Watkins. You had Tony or Morris. You had Bowen. I think like that is decent. But if you're playing six and it's Ariola, like a defender, like a Regulon, and four attackers, that's much weaker. Mm. If you have if you have six good attackers before hits then i think it's fine okay yeah let me reverse that Uh, yeah i think it's important who you have Mm. so if you have watkins son morris i know that sounds crazy tony richarlison tony and another one more Uh uh-huh like yeah because you're pretty much on the free hit yeah you're covering the big ones the only thing you're at risk of 
is a random defender going off. Yeah. So which is definitely happening. Yeah. So like all of my pl- it was Castagna last year, I remember. I got 15 points from Castagna on my free hit last year. It was the best day of my life. <laughs> yeah. Um I mean this is good. This is I I love this, right? I love that uh we don't know what the optimal strategy is here. Mm-hmm. Like it could go anyway and there's going to be some happy managers and some upset managers for sure. But I don't think yeah. there's an in-between here. Yeah. Just just back on that. I think there's no defender that when I get to 29, I think is worth a hit. The only defender that's worth a hit for 29 is Alfie Doughty. And you take it in 28 for his double. Yeah, I don't think worth a hit. Um, but let's, I mean... Don't you think Kaminsky and Regulon could potentially get a clean sheet here? Am I asking too much? I think you're asking a lot of Kaminsky. Okay, okay, fine. Sorry. And then just ben, apparently Ben Mee, insert hilarious Ben Mee joke, but apparently he's out for the season. What's the deal with your Ben Mee jokes? Like, is that like a thing you started? <laughs> um, like, What's the backstory here? I don't know how it started and now it's just something I do. I don't know. It's yeah. the whole point is that they're not funny. Um and they are incredibly unfunny. And then I get people commenting, Oh, you need to stop this. <laughs> oh, they're not funny. And like that's kind of the whole point. I mean, I know they suck. Um, but it's just a little <laughs> bit of fun. It's just a little bit of fun. But that makes Brentford weaker defensively, right? So I probably like on free hit I'd have Regulon. But would you would you take a hit for Regulon in twenty nine? Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, so you're saying that like let's say you have the six or seven covered. Uh probably missing one or two of the key players, right? Hmm. Let's say you have six or seven and you would you beat like the, the two hits we are spewing about today? Would be most likely these defenders that we're talking about. Yeah, and I and maybe you can get away with just appearance points. So yeah, I I get it, I get it. But going into a blank game week with seven doesn't feel great. Is yeah, you're not going to be feeling great, and um, I just don't like that feeling, man. Like I'd rather just like take at least one more hit and and at least have a playing defender. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. Um, but I just, I, I wouldn't be surprised if every team scored in game at 29. And there were no I mean, that's fair too. That's fair too. That's um, most likely what's going to happen anyways. So then you pick the attacking ones, right? Cool. Yep. So just yep. before we finish, there were a couple of... For the of attacking su- ones, I think you take the hits. Yeah. Yeah. There were just a couple of super chats. Um, if you're free hitting in 29, so this is from... Christofari, um, what teams are you targeting now if you're free, if you're free hitting in 29? Nice question. Um, I actually did this research, guys. So, oh, bear, better, better answer prepared here. than I do. If what's the question if you're free hitting in 29? Yeah, who do you target? Okay, so a couple of things to keep in mind if you're free hitting in 29. Fix your ticker from game week 30 to 33. Chelsea at the top, Bournemouth second, Fulham third, Newcastle fourth, NFO fifth, 
Liverpool six, Burnley seven. So uh, just the immediate after free hit 29, you keep Palmer. You can keep your two Bournemouth players. Yeah. Uh, I think Newcastle is where you need to focus on at least getting one or two because they have good fixtures and then likely a good double in 34. Uh, and then maybe one more Liverpool back into your team. And that's basically Salah or no Salah. Um, so that that's what I would say. And then the rest will take care of itself. Like you don't need to think too far ahead um, because you'll have that wild card in 35. I'm mm-hmm. assuming um, if you're reading in 29. So yeah, yeah. it's, it's not, it's not that difficult to navigate 30 to 34. Yeah, I suppose the, I've just done a fixture ticker um, and I've added 27 and 28 in there. Because if you're okay. buying, like Bournemouth are at the top. So Burnley away, double. Then Everton at home, Palace at home, Luton away, United at home. Like that is yeah. such a good run. So a, Bo- a, Burn- a Bournemouth defender is is a nice buy now. Um yeah. Burnley second, as you mentioned, they're high up. Chelsea as well. So like Palmer is still a nice buy. And then maybe a bit of Spurs. But theirs is better in the short term. It gets a bit rough in 33-34. But Spurs, Bournemouth. Yeah. Are the top two, I think. Yeah. Cool. The other one is about Purvis Stupinan. Okay. I think he, I think he played I think- a full 90 midweek. Are you playing 90 minutes last night? Um, After all that pasta drama. Yeah. The only thing to mention is Lamptey has a knock. Hmm. Um, so if Lamptey... How many minutes did he play? He did. He played He played 90. Um, so if Lamptey's back, I think you have to sell him. Yeah. How has this happened? But I, I don't know. But if if Lamptey's back, you sell him. If Lamptey's not back, then I can't mm. see how he he surely has to start. But yeah, he's he's a sell soon, right? Because Fulham away, Forest at home in the next two, and then from thirty onwards, their fixtures are not great. Liverpool away, Brentford away, Arsenal at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I'm a little off track here, but okay. Yeah, it's just a, yeah. So if Lamptey's out, you can keep a Stupanan for a couple of games and, and chance it. But until yeah. that, I would. Yeah, he's then a sell. If he's not a sell now. For a Stupanan or for for, for Lamptey? A Stupanan, right? A Stupanan, yeah. Just yeah, keep yeah. an eye on the Lamptey injury. Cool. I think that's everything. Okay. I think that's everything for today. I'm sure so you, yeah. sure everyone's going to be sick of us all talking about chip strategy, but I feel like we're one of the first up, so hopefully it's not completely repeating and overwhelming for everyone. Um, yeah. We'll be back next week where we'll be looking at the double and the blank in more detail. And yeah, they've got a new one called Barker, apparently a new fullback, so he could start. So he may be a super man, it's just a sell. Maybe it's just a sell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll be back next week with it and a little bit more. Have some fun tinkering. Let's wait. There's so much big injury news tomorrow. We'll get updates on Salah, Trent, Darwin, then all the Spurs guys as well. Plus, of course, Solanke. So do wait on your transfers until that because a lot could change. 
And yeah, good luck this week. Thank you, Andy. Qu- quickly speaking, uh, Harry, so you're doing Honk to Sun? Uh, I mean... You don't know yet? Yeah, I mean, if, if Richarlison's out, very likely. If he's not out, then I, I'm not sure. Then I might buy Richarlison. Okay, okay. Or Odegaard. A few people in the chat shouting Odegaard. I really like him as a pick. Me too. Yeah. I, I, I should have done it last week, and I didn't. It's not a bad pick. It's just he's expensive. And uh, I think he will lock you out of having flexibility moving forward. That's yeah. that's one thing I'm a little worried about. But that, if you don't don't have triple Arsenal, I'm telling you that double Arsenal midfield is really, really attractive. Yeah. Like we were saying, I couldn't get to Salason Haaland very easily. Imagine adding Odegaard in that as well. Like it would yeah. make my life really difficult. So I really like him. But I, I can't flex to it at the moment. Yeah. Guys, really appreciate you joining today. Um, please do hit the like button. Subscribe to FF Scout. Um, it, was, it was really fun chatting with you again, Harry. Yeah. Thank you all. And we'll see you all again next week. See you guys.